You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Hey, it's Bilal Bakani. Follow me at BilalV87 on Twitter. And AW Dynamite is lost at sea. You would think doing a wrestling show in a boat would be a great idea. But we found out there's a reason this hasn't become common practice. Everything from the ramp lights just falling right off the ramp because they weren't supported by anything to being able to see the broadcast control center to this whole show feeling smaller than NXT with worse acoustics. You know, and I'm talking, of course, about Full Sail University and a very limited roster, but worst of all, absolutely no audio for the first two to three minutes. Are you kidding me? Unbelievably bad. This show kicked off with Kenny Omega and Hangman Page taking on the SCU for the tag team titles. It was during this match that I realized what probably the people in AEW realized. I don't care about SCU anymore, like not even a little. The fans were chanting Wrestling Rager, which was the name of the stupid thing, Wrestling and Rager, whatever the stupid Jericho thing was, as, as the match started. JR tried to sell this experience of this venue as Maple Leaf Gardens. That's an insult to Maple Leaf Gardens, JR. I'm personally offended. Uh, and there really wasn't enough drama between Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. We'll get into that a bit. And they had this replay graphic where they just covered the entire screen to tell you they were on this boat and then played the replay while live action was happening and you couldn't see the live action. Worst replay ever. This went on way too long, and it ended with just Hangman Page finally getting a tag that seemed to take forever for him to just be out of the ring doing nothing, and Page just dominating everybody, and they're the tag team champions, just like that. Pretty uh, anticlimactic, and they did the thing where the Bucks came out to celebrate with Kenny, Page went, went for some beers with the crowd, and then he was crowd surfing, and it was like a little bit of animosity. But man, they're going to stretch this thing out probably for a year. It's going to be a year of will they or won't they with Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. Will they break up? Uh, You know, we don't have anything else. So we're going to stretch this thing out and just give you these the tiniest of hints that they might not be best friends. Uh, They also did a picture-in-picture, which just, it didn't work. I, I I can only speak for Canada, but it looked like a picture in picture and it just failed miserably. Basically like this entire show. There's also a, one other spot where after Hangman Page sort of crowd surfed from his beer drinking, he was on the top of the ramp. The lighting wasn't even really keeping up with him. And Kenny kind of pointed to him and he just didn't react, which is, I guess, not what you want. But anyways, things got just, they didn't get better. Priscilla Kelly, who is basically Page meets Eva Marie, if you want an idea. And I say that because she has very fake red hair, like... I have no problem with people who dye their hair. I think it's great. I should probably do it. But this is the fakest looking hair of anyone of any gender. Period. Like, I hope this is a wig. I hope she is wearing a wig, which is a sentence I never thought I would say on a podcast. So Priscilla Kelly, who is famous for doing stuff with a tampon and a ring. Google it if you want. I don't recommend it. She is uh, also married to Darby Allen. She was taking on Adam Cole's girlfriend, Britt Baker, and I hate to bring it up that way, but I swear, if not for those two facts, the fact that both of these women have relationships with very high-profile wrestlers, I can't imagine they would be in this spot. And I guess the tampon thing helps Priscilla Kelly as well. 
And the storyline was basically like, oh, look, we brought a new wrestler on the cruise. Oh, look, Britt Baker still works here. Oh, and she's a heel. Not that you could tell. I spent most of this match <coughs> just trying to figure out what the difference was between face Britt Baker and the heel. By the way, it's the heel Britt Baker now, if you didn't know. And here's what I got. Through the entire match, she has a tan. She doesn't high-five fans. I'm just guessing that one. She's not getting pushed as much. And that was it. Obviously, AEW knows, like a lot of things, this is a problem. So Tony Schiavone interviewed her after the match. She shot on Tony, which I actually enjoyed. It didn't feel like a heel move at all. It felt like, finally, somebody's not kissing this guy's ass, this old piece of crap. Uh, she called him a Essie barista, and they didn't bleep out the word I covered up there. They bleeped it out when the crowd did it, which created this awful, broken audio once again. And then she got booed for saying she was the hottest woman on the cruise. And at this point, shortly after, I should say, JR proved he was the greatest heel of all by calling for a commercial break while a perfectly innocent woman was saying she felt attractive. What? Really? Like, is the fact that she's dating somebody who's not on your roster make the fact that she thinks she's beautiful bad? And she brought up her smartness and her dentistry. And I... This isn't hard. Just make her a heel. Let her shoot directly on the crowd. Talk about how they couldn't afford her as a dentist and they don't deserve her as a wrestler. Have her sneak attack some people. Maybe put her in the Nightmare Collective. That could can't get any worse. I, I don't know why this is so hard to make Britt Baker a heel. Like, I just think Cody and his management, they love her so much. And it's like, ha she's Adam Cole's girlfriend. We got her. They just, they don't see her as the legitimate heel she should be. And she could very easily be that. But they just, they're not, they're not putting her there. Next up, it was a Jurassic Express taking on Chris Jericho, Santana, and Ortiz. And I was excited for this. But it started with Jungle Boy and Jericho again. And Jungle Boy had to remind us of this. And I just was like, can I just get Swagger or Hager taking on Luchasaurus? Like, do I have to watch this? Can we just change this? Can we can we change this match right now? Okay. Then we got Marco Stunt with some close calls on Jericho, which was mildly entertaining. But you knew it wasn't going to work. And Jericho eventually won off him. And that would say that. Santana and Ortiz got very little in here. I just... Meh. We got Joey Janela taking on MJF. MJF without Wardlow because he was training to take on Cody Rhodes. And I don't know what training Wardlow needs to do. Of course, uh, Joey Janela was distracted by Penelope Ford and Chris Sabian, which was shocking. Can you believe that AEW Wrestling actually allowed those two people on the cruise? Like, they would have been the first two people I would want on the cruise. But in all seriousness, this was a fairly surprising distraction. And it made you really wonder, how is Wardlow not here? But anyways, MJF was going to cut a promo after. He barely did. Cody came out. And then Cody eventually made, dropped a line about how he couldn't touch him. But the Young Bucks couldn't. They threw him into a pool. That was, that was pretty creative. I kind of enjoy this. Tony was then chatting with the new tag champions, Hangman Page and uh, Kenny Omega. I'm going to call them Hangmega. I think that's pretty catchy. And Tony... Having not learned anything from a segment with Britt Baker, cut off Paige to ask Kenny about Pac. Then the Bucks came in and cut off Paige. Like, I'm starting to think this is not so much Hangman Paige being a heel. I think it's everybody else. 
I think Tony Schiavone's a heel. I think Kenny Omega's a heel. Maybe Pac is a face. Maybe Nakazawa is a heel. Michael Nakazawa. And that's why he's going to join the Dark Order. That honestly makes more sense to me than the narrative they're throwing out there. Because what's wrong with Paige? The guy likes a little beer. He likes to crowd surf. He isn't a traditional best friend. Seems like a great guy. Not a bad guy at all. We also were told next week, Darby Allen and Private Party, I don't know where the hell those guys got together to team up, would take on Jericho, Santana, and Ortiz because that's so great. Let's do it again. It wasn't. The Young Bucks would also take on The Blade and The Butcher. Not really sure where that came from. Also, Kip Sabian would take on Cody. Again, I'm not really... I don't know why. And I think the graphic was wrong here, and it said Dean Mo- John Moxley would take on Dean. Uh, John Moxley would take on Pac next week. Of course, it was this week, and it was right now. So Jericho was on commentary for Dean Ambrose versus Neville, the Lunatic Fringe versus the King of the Cruiserweights. And I give them credit. They had about 18 minutes left in the show. So, you know, you guys almost timed it, right? You almost left a full 20 minutes for your main event, you idiots. Like, how do you sell this company on timed wrestling and you never leave enough time for the main event? Like, what? Are you kidding me? And um, I wrote nothing down for this match because Moxley won. They did some stuff with the eye patch. Jericho stood up and was like, Kind of pointed at him. I didn't know if he pointed at him. That was it. That was dynamite at sea. <sighs> I, you know, the show didn't start good. And by the end of it, I was just skipping through until I ran out of skips. You know, there was a whole part of the Moxley match where they went out into the crowd and, like, it all took place almost entirely, I believe, in the picture and picture. And by the time they were done the picture-in-picture, they were back in the ring. I'm at a loss. Like, the Royal Rumble is Sunday. It's going to be great. Worlds Collide is on Saturday. going to be great. This little revolution pay-per-view thing they're doing? Not impressed. Not impressed. I'm not impressed by this. You can tweet me at BilalV87 on Twitter. And that's all I got. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.